You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. So this episode, we are all about tackling mom guilt. We're going to get it. It's origins, causes, if and how we deal with it Mm -hmm. as fairly new moms. But first, a cocktail, which we never feel guilty about. This is, I actually served this at my Halloween party as kind of a signature drink. I like to do. I did not get to go to. We got got home home too late from the the Book of Mormon. Can you share what your costume was or are you saving it now for next year? (sighs) I... I'm going to tell you what it is. I might have to trot it out next year because it was going to be so Kay. awesome. Okay. I was, this is so timely. I was going to dress up as a Gilbert Census representative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, it is amazing. On the website, you can download like a full, like high resolution of their image. So I was going to get it screen printed <laughs> on a shirt. I was going to show up with my clipboard. I was going to make you that ask, answer amazing. some questions. So Anyway, I love it. That's yeah. brilliant. Just look out for that Halloween brilliant. 2016. Love it. <laughs> so anyways, I like to do at parties, like just something that's a little different, mm-hmm. but easy to just yeah. mix up like, okay, I'll make you one of these and this is how you make it. Yeah. And all of the ingredients are there or like some kind of punch or something. So this is apple pie on the rocks mm. and it is just a shot of fireball, shot of vanilla vodka and top it with apple cider. If we were feeling fancy and mm-hmm. it wasn't a Thursday night in our right. pajamas, right. this would have a brown sugar and cinnamon rim. Oh, okay. And I mean, a cinnamon stick, perhaps. You know, but the listeners, they don't know the difference. We'll just say know. it does. This has, Erica, this brown sugar <laughs> rim is gorgeous. Listeners, I wish you could see it. You just, you really have to I figured, yourself. you know, it might just have made us a little sticky. <laughs> we're trying to talk. Maybe so. So, <laughs> so cheers. All right, cheers. Mm, mm-hmm. That is good. Okay, so the Fireball, does that have a little like kick to it? Or is that just a brand? It's cinnamon whiskey. Oh, okay. So that's where the cinnamon comes from. Because gotcha. it's just vanilla Yum. and apple cider otherwise. I even mm, that's probably good. would go a little heavier on both. Mm-hmm. Just because the cider, although it is then like one of those drinks that it's like, mm, it's mm-hmm. just like apple juice and then yeah, you delicious. feel it later. But <laughs> this is great. This is, this is a great fall cocktail. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all, Let's just start with... Let's just dive in. Can we discuss mom guilt just as a general cultural phenomenon? Mm -hmm. Like, is it even really a thing or has it become a thing because society makes us feel that we should always be feeling guilty for one thing or another as moms all the time? Um, I feel like moms are held to maybe a higher standard and Mm -hmm. I don't really ever remember anybody hashtagging dad guilt recently. Let's get that hashtag going. Why is that not a thing? (laughs) So what are your thoughts on... Oh man, so, so many thoughts. And as <laughs> Eric and I were just saying before we started, there's just so much to say about this and so many thoughts. So we're like hoping that we capture it all. We yeah, lots have. of listener feedback already. And so. we're, yeah, we're mm-hmm. loving it. So we might have to do a mom guilt take, 2.0. Take two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, as I've thought about this, I, my, my thought is that it really is a largely culture, mm-hmm. like cultural thing. And I'm wondering how much it's um, cultural in the U.S. I'd love to maybe hear mm-hmm. from other l- other listeners in other parts of the country if you know if it's the same or it's different, different takes on that. Um, so I think la- largely cultural. I think it is super emphasized by our media, and I just kind of wonder if if it wasn't kind of 
a topic that they made so sensationalized, if they weren't talking about it, would we be feeling it or right. attaching as much weight to it? Like I kind of Keyed wonder as much to yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if this if the guilt that just word got attached to it and then we started feeling it. Like if right. we weren't calling it guilt, would we just be calling it something else and it would seem yeah, more just like normal? parenting. Yeah, we hard. wouldn't exactly yeah. and we wouldn't be like talking worried about it mm-hmm. so much. So um yeah, I think that I mean, I think it kind of comes from there's there's no right solution to parenting other than to love your kids and provide the best you can for them, I think, like mm-hmm. when you get down to it. So that's going to look different for mm-hmm. everyone. But it seems like we're obsessed with having the best right answer. Yep. And so you can get caught up comparing your situation to others and I think trying to justify your situation. And then I think that all the all the media then just augments mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my okay. quick little take. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you think. I would agree. And I even think it's both cultural and generational. Yes. That's another thing I was wondering because, about. And my mom has said like, you moms like mm. stress out too much. Yeah. Like we maybe didn't have some of the, you know, support in the online, like being able to Google stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. She's like, but it also, nobody felt bad about like doing the dishes while their kids played, you know, it wasn't like this constant engagement Mm -hmm. was necessary all the time. Um, and I just think there's this kind of very, um, I don't know. It's, it's to me, part of the larger cultural narrative Mm -hmm. that women are either not enough or too much all the time in, and motherhood is just a new arena to talk about that with and because we maybe are the first generation where it's more the norm that women are working Mm -hmm. outside of the home Mm -hmm. that now we need to make up this new thing Uh and have guilt about it you know um (laughs) but I also just think there's this implication that moms should feel guilty when they're doing anything other than actively being a mom like Mm -hmm. in the moment Mm -hmm. and I just think that that is wrong number one and unrealistic unrealistic (laughs) Um, not even fair to our kids. I think kids should see mm-hmm. you working, doing other tasks necessary for the household, right. pursuing passions, spending time with your partner, or God forbid, resting. Right. Like <laughs> it is forbid. actually okay for them to see you with your eyes closed. Um, I think that's all right. And I just think that we're not doing them any favors when we're just like constantly engaged entertaining like and then as I mean, if we have to provide that for them helicopter the parenting yes. came from so mm-hmm. now we can feel guilty about spending too much time mm-hmm. with our kids we've got we've got a class of guilt yeah. for everyone <laughs> yeah um yeah and it just is this like the talk about having it all and mm-hmm. balancing work and home it really only applies to women mm-hmm. nobody's asking those questions it's to men so true and um, it seems to be that like men have permission to just focus on one or the other, or mm-hmm. it's assumed that they only are focusing on one or the mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. but women need right. to do all of it. Right. Um, right. And it's just, I don't know. It's really another way I feel like of oppress oppressing women mm-hmm. and getting us caught up in the wrong things and comparing ourselves yeah. to each other. And, and where do you think, where do you think the majority of it comes from? So, uh, you know, and we already heard from, many people through Facebook and Instagram and we love getting your feedback. So obviously women are feeling this and I know that you and I have felt it Mm -hmm. and, and so we can identify with that, but is it all internal or is it coming from like, do you think it's coming from the media as much as coming from each other? I think like the, you know, quote unquote mom guilt as Mm -hmm. a phenomenon Mm -hmm. is like 
maybe something that is more of a societal pressure that mm-hmm. we're attaching normal stress stresses of parenthood or uh-huh. I gotcha. difficulties or maybe even honestly like in new motherhood some of just like the crazy emotions and hormone b- imbalances yeah. that just make you feel like whoa this is overwhelming mm-hmm. well now society's going oh that's because you're a woman and this gotcha. is mom guilt gotcha. do you know what I mean right and then so we identify kind of a combination. it as mom guilt mm-hmm. and then are like kind of like I mm-hmm. mentioned then we're like oh I'm feeling guilty instead of just being I'm just really tired yeah yeah. Or whatever it is. I'm just frustrated. Right. So I think it's a combination for sure, but there's definitely something to be said for like it really being another form of mm-hmm. inequality in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. oppression, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. That yeah. goes to a whole other deep level, I, I guess. To, but. You know, I actually meant to ask Chris about this. Like, does he ever mm-hmm. have feelings, you know, like that? And so I would be interested to follow up maybe on our 2.0 episode. And, you know, I... I think that there have been times when Chris has expressed that, you know, when we're dropping off the boys to daycare Mm -hmm. or he's, you know, said before like, oh, I wish I could spend more time at home with them or Mm -hmm. I wish we weren't going to work today and stuff. But I'm not sure if it, you know, and so I think there have been times of it, but I'm not sure if if he Mm -hmm. is getting that maybe as much as that message from the other end of things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what do you... Do you personally struggle with feeling guilt in general Mm -hmm. as a mom, even if maybe you don't, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, coin it that way? And if so, in what areas would you say? Well, just the whole phenomenon of mom guilt, I think about a lot, Mm -hmm. especially, I don't know, especially, I guess, just like in these past two years now identifying as a working mother mm-hmm. and there's just all, so, all of the, the all baggage of that those comes things along. yes mm-hmm. just kind of you know now I'm kind of one of these participants in um you know uh, you know just just the identity as a working mother there there's, seems to yeah, be and we so don't much ca- just we don't say a working father right we nobody says say that a dad yeah <laughs> who has or a job <laughs> a professional like exactly. whatever it is he does yeah. exactly and so anyway so it's something that I think a lot about and I so I try to be really cognizant of it um my mom not even even before I was a mother told me something that I just think was such sage advice um, because I'll just I'm just a worry or I'll Mm -hmm. worry about Mm -hmm. things and she told me don't feel guilty unless you've done something wrong Mm -hmm. and I really try to remember that Mm -hmm. and so if I am you know having guilt about something or you know feeling bad I'll try to look at the situation. Have I done anything wrong? Yeah. I mean, most of the time, no. Right. Like my kids might be unhappy or maybe I miss them or something, but I haven't done anything wrong. Right. And so it's like, okay, well let's call the feeling Mm -hmm. what it really is. Mm -hmm. um, But there definitely are times when I feel this, you know, whatever it is, this like guilt creeping in. So, and and maybe a couple different like places in my life. So as a working mom, and so I work full time, I'm work from home on Fridays. The boys are at daycare at a daycare center, um, five days a week. Mm -hmm. And so we're dropping them off there. So the crying at daycare drop off is just, uh, a knife to the heart. It is so hard. And I know that someone chimed in on Facebook that that was something that was really hard for her as well. So, I mean, it is just so hard to see your child cry. And especially when it is, in direct result of you like leaving them there. Exactly. (laughs) That is really difficult. Um, but you know, um, I guess how I've like tried to get around that. It, it it does just like tug at my heartstrings. Mm -hmm. Of course, Chris and I will like go around the corner and we'll wait until the crying stops. Mm -hmm. And it's, 
it's always a very short amount right. of time, you know? And so then... Because like, they know okay. it's tugging at the heartstrings too. Exactly. And it's kind of how it always... They're always better after you leave. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, and they're always so happy when we pick them up from daycare. So I'm, you know, always thinking about that. But yes, that is really tough. Um, another thing for me... Um, working full time is like this guilt about uh, indecision, like how much to lean into my career Mm -hmm. because it's not, it's not even enough that I'm, you know, supposed to be worried about, you know, my kids, am I spending enough time with them? But then it's like, well, am I investing enough in my career? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's this other side that is saying, you know, working moms tend to, you know, pull back. They're not going for those mm-hmm. big promotions. They're not really pushing it. And, and I, I do really care about my job and I care about my professional mm-hmm. development. I want to do a great job and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be stunting my career growth, my salary potential, mm-hmm. you know, compared to maybe my male counterparts. Right. And so I try to be really cognizant of that, but then, but then it's just hard because mm-hmm. there are things like I, I really enjoy the flexibility in my job. Right. I enjoy that I leave my work at work. Um, and so anyway, just even lately, I've been thinking a lot about, okay, do I just really go all in? Do I maybe even position myself to take on more responsibility? But then, you know, what does that, mm-hmm. what does that mean on the other side? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, so that's just kind of interesting and, and tough. Um, in parenting, I was mentioning this to you the other day. Um, I think one thing that I kind kind of find hard is being unsure when to stick to boundaries, like with toddlers, mm-hmm. versus when to like relax and mm-hmm. let let the child lead. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you just need to get somewhere. Yeah. And and I feel like I'm hurrying him along, and then you know Dash will be having a meltdown or not reacting well, and then I'm thinking, well, am I being unfair to you know? Mm-hmm. transition him really quickly. I know mm-hmm. that that's hard from him. Maybe I just need to relax like and mm-hmm. stop being so stressed. You know, I do like everything to be very clean and neat right. and organized right. and on a schedule. Am I being unrealistic about right. my expectations? Maybe I just need to, you know, let go of those a little bit. A- am I putting too much structure on him mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that? So, um, and then I have a, f- a few instances where there have been comments either directly to me or just kind of in conversations that I was in. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to share those because I thought other people might be able to Mm -hmm. um, relate to those. So I think that it can be really tough when people say things like, I would never. Yeah. That's never like coming from a good place. (laughs) I just feel like it's not. It's, it's, it's really tough. And, and I, I try to not use Mm -hmm. that kind of language because I've been on the other end of it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember very distinctly being, um, in a conversation and it was while I was on maternity leave with Dashiell and I was with a lot of other new moms and, you know, my returning to work was approaching and a lot of the moms that I was with were going to be continuing to stay home and, you know, that was, that was a really hard transition, like mm-hmm. leading up to that. And anyway, um, some people were talking about different childcare situations. And I just remember someone said, oh, I would never take my child to a daycare or, yeah. or go to like a daycare facility. And then of course, here I am. And right. I'm like, that's exactly what I plan to do. Right. And so it's like, what do I do now? What do I say to that? Yeah. Even? You know, so, and, and then, and then it just feels like there's this implicit judgment that, then, totally. oh, then, 
am I not loving my child as much right. or what does it mean that right. I would be willing and that I feel fine about doing like, that? Like if you would never, then that means that you think something's wrong with it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's what I wanted to get into. Like, I, I think that's so much of it is that, uh, that if you say you do one thing, then it's almost like it implicitly means that the other thing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, and I don't think that that's right, but it can come across that way, even if you don't mean it to. Mm-hmm. And so that's hard. Um, the uh, Another something that was kind of said along the lines, like before I had Dash, um, something like, well, once you have your baby, you won't want to go back mm-hmm. to work. And And that was just, that was really, that was yeah. hard because it made me feel as if I was not, um, you know, I, I didn't like understand. You, should, you weren't as in love with him as yeah, you should be exactly. or something like, like that. Like I wasn't as enlightened. Like I just had no idea. And there are many things about parenthood that you don't know and you can't understand until you're doing it. But, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that I still hadn't thought through. And it also felt like it wasn't as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just about just loving your baby. Right. Th- there's like other factors that right. I'm considering too. So that, w- that was hard. Um, and then something funny that happened too when I was pregnant with Cedric, several people said to me, people at work, they would be like, oh, so now that you're having a second, are you going to stay home? Mm-hmm. And it just felt like. Like implied well, that you just should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there were just kind of many different things about that, like. As if, um, I guess it like felt like it implied to me like, oh, so what you've always been wanting to do was to stay home mm-hmm. and like now it makes sense. Right. Or maybe like you must not make enough money to justify right. working. No, because like <laughs> teachers ask themselves that all the time, like other I, teachers, but it's like, we all know what we right, make, right? Exactly. You're going to stay home, right? Because right. you can't even afford daycare. The math does not add up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. So, you know, luckily I've, I really haven't been the recipient of, you know, really condescending comments and judgment mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to kind of happen. Everyone's going to have those. Yeah. So those are just kind of some of mine. So anyway, I yeah. talked for, I talked no, for a long fine. time. No, it's so. going to be a, a longer episode, <laughs> I, I think today. Um, yeah, I, let's see. I think on the other side of that mm-hmm. working mom, stay at home mom um, coin, I definitely feel sometimes the guilt of the privilege. Like mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people say, kind of jokingly, but kind of not things like, Oh, well that must be nice that you can just do that. And like, it's number one, implying that it's easy, which Uh it's not. Right. (laughs) And number two, that we did know. And yes, it is nice. And we, I do feel privileged to be Mm -hmm. in a position where Jeremiah's salary supports us to do that. But we also made some choices of things that we were going to do without that we Mm. had been used to having or not have to think about as much. And again, none of that is in any way, shape or form. Like an actual sacrifice, Mm -hmm. but it's not that we're not cognizant of it, you know? Um, so I've gotten some of that for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think what's been hard for me is just, I feel guilty that I'm not enjoying it or them more Mm -hmm. sometimes that it's Mm -hmm. as hard as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think especially with the adoption, there's like an extra layer of that. Like Mm -hmm. we were even more, I shouldn't say even more, but obviously intentional about having children and having children that we knew were, you know, were coming into our family with Mm -hmm. previous emotional, Mm -hmm. you know, baggage potentially and all of that. And like, 
being open to that, but then it sometimes makes me feel guilty. Like, well, why are you surprised that this is hard mm-hmm. then? Why mm-hmm. is it catching you so off guard mm-hmm. or you should have been more prepared or yeah. so, I don't know, something like right. that. Right. Um, and then there's a lot of comments made around adoption that is oh, just like that yeah. same kind of thing. Like, Oh, well, I, there's just all kinds of comments. I'm it's sure. just, I'm just sure. and it's, a lot of it's well-meaning, but yeah. like, I don't know. I can't even think of a specific right now because there's just so much that I don't want to offend like yeah. anybody who said something in a well-meaning way. But um, I think there's a lot of times, put it this way, like a lot of the pain of adoption mm-hmm. is just glossed over yeah. like because it's a nice story. And it right. is. It I will forever be grateful for how our family came together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a cool um, life experience that mm-hmm. I feel grateful to have. But mm-hmm. there's always this like well it's just so great now you got these two kids and you got to now it's fine you got to skip the newborn sleepless nights and all of that and it's like as if like lucky you yeah and there's always the bit of guilt for like my kids my joy in them coming to my family is always like at a cost for them Mm -hmm. it's always because they've lost something and Mm -hmm. should have never been in that position in the first Mm -hmm. place as children Mm -hmm. so there's just always going to be that you know and so there's like that kind of guilt that's not even nobody can do anything about but it's just always there and always kind of like how do I deal with that Mm -hmm. um yeah just that kind of maybe I should be more overjoyed or Mm -hmm. I've even heard like a lot of what people say like they're just so lucky and you Mm -hmm. guys are so lucky to have found each there's a lot of like should right implied there like that means they should be the best kids ever and you Mm -hmm. should be the best parents ever Mm -hmm. and no, I really suck at this sometimes and (laughs) they're normal two and four year olds and they're entitled to be right difficult you know? and so it just that part's mm-hmm. kind of hard sometimes yeah. so yeah uh, you had written a blog post about it and I'd love to link to it um it was a really great reflection on that comment that that I think a lot of people make around adoption like that you guys are lucky to have mm-hmm. them that they're lucky to have you and you know you understand where the sentiment is right. coming from but kind of the way that it gets conveyed I can really understand that. And I never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really insightful. So, um, yeah, that just kind of talking about that, that, that the reason that the situation is happening is out of painful and difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're happy to like, so happy to have them so Mm -hmm. happy that this is your family, but there is always that, like, that's what it came from. And, yeah. and, and that can't just be like, Oh, now that they're with you, that that just doesn't just exist. goes away. Right. Exactly. No. And I think a lot of people, it's more, con- I've had a lot of people ask me like, well, you're not in any sort of contact with the birth family anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, we are intentionally yeah, like, right. and they want to know like who in the, and it's just like, right. what you're trying to say is you would be more comfortable if that was all in the past. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, we birthed them. Mm-hmm. Well, that can never be the case mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, and I just think even, I feel a lot of guilt sometimes being a lot of times when you're a brand new parent, only seven months in, you also only have a seven month old. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and you're dealing with the seven month old problems, right. which are or just very even different. they're not as aware right. of your mistakes right, right. and they don't have their own emotions involved mm-hmm. yet like a two and four year old mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. And so I've been very I felt bad on occasion for just being very human mm-hmm. in front of them because it's not fair to them sometimes or just like losing my cool because mm-hmm. I'm just stressed about mm-hmm. being a new parent in general. Yeah. And yeah, they usually you get the benefit of a newborn that you can right. set down and they just, as long as you're feeding and loving yes. and trying to be right. the best that you can, they don't know the difference. Right. And it feels really awful when you've 
made a mistake like that in front of kids that like are already coming from a difficult Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like, this is not fair to you, but we're trying to figure this out, you know? And so that's really hard, but Mm -hmm. there's not really Mm -hmm. avoiding that either. So just kind of moving on like, okay, yes, if I do feel guilty about that, I will handle it better Mm -hmm. next time and Mm -hmm. explain like mommy was feeling frustrated or whatever. And yeah, I still love you, blah, blah, blah. Like Mm -hmm. it's, that's just a hard thing to do in front of aware children. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So but do you, so do you think that, um, I see, I think a lot of times like mm-hmm. the guilt and shame just seem to come from comparison with others, like mm-hmm. you had kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. So how do you personally avoid getting caught up in the mommy wars, the comparison games? Yeah, I, I do think so much comes, comes from that just because like I said, everyone's doing something a little bit differently. And, and we just, I think as humans, we're always kind of, you know, we're so social. So mm-hmm. it's like, what's everyone else doing? Should I be doing mm-hmm. that? Is that? And so, and this is, this is so funny. Um, like if I, you know, if I meet somebody new and they're like, Oh, I'm an accountant. I'm not like, an accountant. I mean, the only job to be right. is a science writer, which is what I am. Right. Like, I think nothing of it because they have different interests and different passions. And so, of course, we would have different right. jobs. Our life would look differently. Mm-hmm. Like, they like to vacation at the beach. We like to vacation at the mountains. Mm-hmm. Why, when it comes to parenting, have we decided that there should only be, Yeah, I think you because know, it's such a common experience. Like right. you said, like everybody, so many people do it. Our parenting. Right. That, that there should just be like one solution mm-hmm. to it. It. It's, mm-hmm. it's that's a good point it's very very bizarre um but so I guess how I I try to deal with the comparison and not getting caught up and not letting myself feel you know that I'm lacking when I compare myself is I I really try to have confidence in the choices that we've made mm-hmm. and the situation that we have um and I try to be really empathetic to situations of other moms mm-hmm. like I said I try to be aware um like the language that I'm using, mm-hmm. not saying, oh, I'd never do mm-hmm. that. Or, you know, or just my child never. Like, right. That, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's probably not true. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and try to say, you know, this is really working for us right mm-hmm. now. And I, you know, if anyone's talking about something difficult, I, I really try to chime in with like, and sympathize mm-hmm. with like, cause I certainly have difficult situations too. Like, and anyway, and I try not to gloss over the difficult parts. I I try to be open about that. Yeah, it's tough in terms of the parenting and parenting the behavior, like figuring that out, figuring out time with your spouse. Um, And in terms of being a working mom and, and sometimes feeling like, is this the right thing for Mm -hmm. me? You know? Mm -hmm. And and so I, so it's kind of like a fine line. It's like with everything, um, I kind of have to be doing all of it, but, you know, having that confidence, but then being willing, n- not being like so steadfast in it that mm-hmm. I can't possibly understand how anyone other, yeah. could do anything else, yeah. you know? No, that is a hard so, mix. I agree. Um, and I guess like in, in comparing kids, cause it, you know, mm-hmm. you can a lot of like comparing kids, oh, they're already doing that mm-hmm. or they don't do that. I mean, I try as much as I can to just remember that all kids are individuals Mm -hmm. and that so much of what they do, um, you know, it's like, it's funny. It's like, you want to take credit for all the good stuff, but all the bad stuff. Oh, that's just toddler behavior. It's just that. doesn't reflect on me. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But you know, I use that to my advantage and I totally, I totally do that. (laughs) No, I think you had said something, you might've even mentioned it on another episode on parenting about how you try to ask 
instead of like, oh, oh right. they're doing this. What's your kid doing? You're just like, what cool things are they, yeah. what new things are they doing lately? Right, instead right. of just like comparing oh, are, are they doing this milestones. Yet? Yeah. Exactly. That's a, I thought that's a sensitive way to approach that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think actually a listener on social media mentioned that, that they like to kind of keep this in mind. Amy Poehler's quote, and we talked about this in the book club yes, on yes. her book, um, where she just says her kind of new mantra to, for when she's feeling like comparing herself with other moms mm-hmm. or feeling less than she'll just say good for them. Not for me. Yes. Like I don't have to do everything that they're yes, doing. And exactly. you know what? It, it's good for them. I don't have to be mm-hmm. like, that's dumb. They shouldn't do that. Right. You know, I like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a good thing that I try to keep in mind, you know, and I'm really, um, I really try to make it a point of only spending large amounts of time with moms who want to encourage and not compare. Yes. There's some moms who just enjoy talking about mm-hmm. what they did at 16 weeks and what they did, you know, yes. and for me too, that's a great point. I'm automatically out of a lot of those conversations. Right. Like mm-hmm. I can't talk about breastfeeding stories. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about what they did at 16 weeks because mm-hmm. I didn't have them then. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So it's hard for me anyway. So I just kind of naturally don't fit in that mm-hmm. situation, but I find myself gravitating towards moms that are just more generally inclusive mm-hmm. and don't want to sit and talk about all of the finer details right. all the time. Right. And I think a part of that is having other interests, like mm-hmm. moms who are willing to talk about something other than their kids. Yeah. Cause I think this phase of life mm-hmm. that's sometimes hard to find in a group of moms. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it is, can be just so, so all consuming mm-hmm. and and I think that can be totally fine. But then if you're, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to talk about other things, then yeah, you need to find yeah. find people to connect with yeah. about that. And I just think as a stay-at-home mom too, for me, I've had to make sure then that I have those other interests mm-hmm. and I have something I'm not just so, mm-hmm. it's important for me to get out and like be around other moms, be an adult. Mm-hmm. The kids are there. Yes. But then I remember it's not just like mm-hmm. the whole world is them. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of important and helps me stay out of this yeah. comparison or guilt and shame right. kind of place. So, right. okay. So one of the main topics that we've touched on and mm-hmm. definitely gets brought up around this is, yes. um, mom guilt with working moms versus stay at home moms. Yes. And actually we got a listener email that was great about this. Um, and the guilt that both of those potentially bring with them. Mm-hmm. I know we could probably dedicate an entire episode to just this topic, mm-hmm. but let me just read a part of her email and then we can discuss. Okay. So listener Kristen writes, I wanted to mention a twist on mom guilt that I sometimes struggle with. That is the guilt of wanting to be a stay at home mom and not wanting to work at least right now as a feminist and the daughter of a full-time working mother. I never expected to be a stay at home mom. When I had twins and realized my paycheck didn't pay for both daycare, I became one almost by accident and I love it. Still, I often struggle with guilt that I don't want to literally bring in a paycheck right now. And I often have to remind myself not to be embarrassed with my answer when new acquaintances ask, what do you do? Mm. Anyway, just another avenue to maybe discuss. Yeah, I thought that was great. As the show's working mom expert, what is is your take (laughs) on that? You kind of touched on this, but. Yeah. um, You know, I, I, I just, I so appreciate the, I so appreciate the honesty and, you know, I've just been thinking about, and I, I think that I've, you know, had acquaintances or people that I know that are in each situation, whether working mom or stay at home mom and have every different take on it, mm-hmm. whether they're working, but wish they were staying at home or working, but feeling guilty that they enjoy being at their mm-hmm. job or you know, like Kristen said, 
of being at home, but then kind of having that guilt that maybe I shouldn't be loving it so much and I'm not working right Mm now. Um, or being at home and, um, having a more difficult time Mm -hmm. and wishing that they were working. Mm -hmm. And so it's just funny how it comes in. There is a flavor of guilt for every mom. And so, I mean, so I think for, for one thing is just to not feel that, that, anyone else in a different situation is not having this every everyone has the difficulty going on right if 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 someone is maybe like a super happy in whatever like working versus stay-at-home situation they're in well maybe they're having like really tough sleep or maybe they're having tough Mm -hmm. behavior problems like Mm -hmm. maybe maybe they don't have a great friend support network. Right. Maybe their marriage isn't going that great. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not like wishing this on no, anyone. No, but, but just sometimes everyone. it's important to remember that everybody yeah. has issues. Yeah. yeah. Just everyone has something going mm-hmm. on that, you know, that they're probably looking um, to someone else in some other situation mm-hmm. and only seeing the glossy, seemingly great parts of it. Right. And, you know, then thinking that their life is um, so great. Because we tend to talk about the things that are going well, right? Exactly. Like, it's exactly. Not... And, and you know, that was actually, um, I recently read a book and I um, had reviewed it, um, this book called I Know How She Does It, which was a really awesome book for working moms mm-hmm. that I just loved. And it has a great message, I think, for all moms. And mm-hmm. that is about the narrative that we mm-hmm. tell about our lives. And she just talked about how it can be so easy to pick up on just the negative, the hard mm-hmm. parts. Like, like, oh, I'm just so busy all the time and I don't have time for anything. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, like thinking that the whole weekend was terrible because, you know, maybe really there was like two hours Mm -hmm. where you had a really difficult toddler who was screaming or something. Mm -hmm. And that is so hard. Mm -hmm. But, but then you forget to look at all the, the rest of the good parts. Like, um, so I thought that that was just so illuminating and could just be a, a really great application to, yeah. you know, for, for any mom. So, um, but anyway, so in terms of like the, you know, working mom versus staying at home, which for, and the first thing, like, why does it have to be, why <laughs> is it, why is it other. so like pitted against yeah. each other? No, totally. Like if moms need one thing, okay, like fine, that maybe. should make us question what else is going on. Like, yes. right. Like what else is playing into this yes, that we're exactly. even, that this is a thing. Yes. Yeah. It's like so, so funny. Um, but actually I, I, I also wanted to share like kind of my process for how I found myself to be a full-time working parent. Mm-hmm. And actually I'd love to hear more about like mm-hmm. y'all's decision for you to be home right now. Um, actually before I had my current job, I really thought that I would want to stay home for mm-hmm. at least a year, like want to quit my job and not be working mm-hmm. for a while. I, you know, I was very excited to have a family. I love being around kids. I'm into, you know, children's development. I, I just really thought I could see myself being really happy mm-hmm. that way. And so that really was my plan. Um, then I, I w- it was also at the time when I had a job that I was really unhappy in mm-hmm. and I just could not see it, it would be so unfulfilling to, to be a le- to leave my kids and go spend right. a day doing something that you weren't was loving. so draining. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I got this new job. I loved it. And I was only about, I was only about three months into this new job when I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so it was very new at this job. I, for the first time was having, you know, seeing, I was having a career after earning my degrees Mm -hmm. I was finally getting to do something enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just at that time, it kind of made more sense to me. It just felt like I, you know, I'm really enjoying this and it just, 
you know, I, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like, I, I think I want to keep working. It was almost kind of as simple as that. Um, and I think we found, we had found a really good daycare that we mm-hmm. felt good about. Mm-hmm. And so with those two things, it, yeah. you know, it, it felt like it was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. I will say that it was really hard. <laughs> it was not easy. <laughs> um, I remember when Dash was just, you know, real new, just a couple of weeks old. And I would just in the evenings get real kind of blue and gloomy feeling and start getting so worrisome. And I just started worrying about, oh, how am I going to go back to work? How am I going to leave him? Mm -hmm. It just, it felt overwhelming, Mm -hmm. Um, felt really, really difficult. And, um, you know, I was given the advice, you know, I think I was calling my mom a lot in the <laughs> evening. She was always there Your for me. Your mom is so wise. She is. <laughs> she, she really is. She always has great advice. Thanks, mom. <laughs> and, you know, if, I think first of all, she just be like, you know, Kelsey, you know, you going back to work is still like nine weeks away. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just give it a little bit of time? Mm-hmm. And it was true. By the time that came around, I did feel like uh, excited to go back to my job. Um, it was still a tough transition. And I, di- I did go through some time of is this right? Do I want to be at home? But Mm -hmm. then at the same time, that just is such a big decision, of course. And here I was with this job that I really loved that I felt so, you know, fortunate to have finally gotten into Mm -hmm. a job I loved. And, and I felt nervous to, to give it Mm -hmm. up, you know, would Mm -hmm. I ever be able to get it back? Would I regret being at home? And there's even, there is a bit of that, um, gender inequality that plays Mm -hmm. into that too. It is harder. I feel like for women to be in positions that they feel very, confident and competent mm-hmm. in that they're being paid accordingly yeah. and have the schedule that they want and right. all of that. It's not the same if you mm-hmm. look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. And so to walk away from that is yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so just kind of stuck with it. And over time, I will say it just got, you know, better and better. And I think once Dash, I've talked about it before, was about around a year, mm-hmm. um, like six months starting to get a turning mm-hmm. point. I'd been back at work for three months. And then when it was around a year, I just started mm-hmm. feeling like, okay, I really, really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then when I had Cedric, that's been just much, much easier. Yeah. Everything was more yeah. fulfilling. I don't think I went through quite the roller coaster of emotions. So, um, and you had been there and knew that exactly. it would be okay. Kind exactly. Of We'd gone mm-hmm. through like the daycare routine and everything. So, um, but as I've been really thinking about this, I, I think, I feel like what it comes down to is how you feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Like, are you spending your days doing something that is fulfilling mm-hmm. and that's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I was spending my time at home, I know, th- I know that I could do it. And I, and mm-hmm. I think that I probably could find fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know, it would be a transition for sure. And there would be parts of it that are hard. I know there would be parts of it that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And so I think it's like kind of about finding that fulfillment and also, maybe recognizing that, you know, like, like I said before, not to be like, oh, I could never right. do that. Right. No, well, you could, right. you know, or then if you're in that situation, say I wouldn't want to like, right. I just don't have that right. desire or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, or if you are in the situation and you're not finding it really fulfilling, then, you know, hopefully you can like kind of try to work towards mm-hmm. making adjustments mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. I don't know if I answered the question. I feel like no, I just, I, I just wanted tangent. to know kind of your thoughts. No, I like <laughs> that. Um, yeah, for us, we, I mean, I think I've kind of told the story, but we, um, were trying to have a family mm-hmm. and I was teaching and mm-hmm. just knew for me that 
I could not do both with young elementary kids and just energy wise. I just, the way I came home at the end of the night and I was not in a teaching position that I loved at a school or district that I loved and, um, just definitely knew that that would be too draining Mm -hmm. for me personally. I'm kind of an all or nothing type of girl. So, and I also wanted to write and it felt like a good fit, which is really funny now that I think (laughs) that being a stay at home mom works with writing. It does. <laughs> I have not found a way to make it work yet, but good thing I wrote my book before then. That's so right. So it's good. Um, but that was kind of like, hey, I just want to pursue this other mm-hmm. interest. Teaching is kind of all consuming. If I get pregnant along the way, mm-hmm. great, then I'll already be home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we decided to do. Mm-hmm. And then obviously decided to go the adoption route mm-hmm. about a year or two later mm-hmm. and um, have my two littles now. But mm-hmm. it's funny because I just expected it to be easier. Mm-hmm. I know about child development. Yeah. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and right. raised four kids. Right. And I knew this was what I'd prefer if I had kids. I've always thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it would be, I thought I would be less rattled mm-hmm. by some of the typical stay-at-home mom things or by like behaviors and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. well, but that's just because they have no experience with kids. And right. so this part will be easy for me. Right, right, right. And it is so not. (laughs) It is so not at all. Um, I do think that I'm starting to find fulfillment, but it is, for me, the very hard part about it is there is no leaving work at work. Yeah. So this is my job 24-7. Right. And that it's, there is a certain level of, I need to approach this as a professional to stay sane. Mm -hmm. Like I need to have a schedule. I need to have Mm -hmm. goals. I Mm -hmm. need to, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of map out our days and have some sort of structure to our life. But then I need to be emotionally available and a mom and whatever at the same time all day long, where there is a certain level of like, if I was working outside the home, I could turn, Mm -hmm. put this hat on and take the other one off and vice versa and maybe have some energy reserves in a different place for that when I got home. So that to me has been harder than I expected. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm starting to figure some things out in that regard, Mm -hmm. but I definitely have no real great answers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just know it's hard. Mm -hmm. And to other stay at home moms, Mm -hmm. I feel you. But then it's funny because people like jokingly say like, well, you should just go back to work and someone else can handle them all day. And I'm just like, no, but then I'd be handling other people's kids. Right. Like I'd have to oh change careers is yeah. what I'd have to do. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um. So, okay. On a positive note, what yes. are some things that you never feel guilty about as a mom? <laughs> Let's give some moms some permission here to not feel guilty okay. about certain yes. things. Okay, yes, yes. And, and, and moms definitely should. I, You know, I, I think know. that I... Honestly, I think that for probably just about anyone like listening to this podcast that are in a position to do so, that are reflecting Mm -hmm. on mothering, Mm -hmm. you're You're doing doing a good, you're doing an awesome Mm -hmm. job. You're doing such a great job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now there is so much emphasis on parenthood and on childhood, you know, there, it's almost like a worship of Mm-hmm. Like it's an art of, of mm-hmm. itself instead of just like a normal human experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it's really, it really has become this really interesting emphasis in our culture. And I can't remember what the, like the dates of the study, but there's something like, um, like 
working moms today are spending more time with their mm-hmm. kids than stay at home mm-hmm. moms from like, you know, the fifties or seventies mm-hmm. or something, you know? Yeah. And, no, and I find it interesting. Like I think about my own childhood and my mm-hmm. mom was there mm-hmm. and available, mm-hmm. but she was not as directly involved as I feel like I sometimes need to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. And so anyway, so that's just to say that you are all doing an awesome yes. job. And so you definitely should find those things in your life that you're just not going to feel guilty Mm -hmm. about. Um, So one thing for me, I really don't do any arts and crafts at home, (laughs) like painting, anything. And I don't care. (laughs) And I don't feel guilty about it. And actually, this is uh, sometimes if I will for a second be like, oh, gosh, should I get like some stuff? And then I'm like. Nope, because they come home with <laughs> yeah, piles totally. and piles of arts and crafts from daycare. Yep. And it's amazing. That is a beauty <laughs> of daycare right there. It really is. And mm-hmm. um, that's just been a nice realization for me because it, it, it can feel, I don't know, I, I, I love our daycare so much. And I love that they're there. And, and I, I do feel that it's such a loving environment that mm-hmm. it's wonderful mm-hmm. for them. But then, yeah, you just like get sometimes these pangs of guilt. Yeah. Like I am, oh my gosh, I am spending a big chunk of my day away mm-hmm. from my kids. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Are they okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I will get this. I'll just have it in the right. middle, in the middle of a work day right. suddenly. Like a status check kind yeah, of. Yeah. Like, like, am I still okay with all exactly. of this? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then I, I do just think about, I really do think there are some really wonderful benefits of mm-hmm. it, including all the arts and crafts yeah. and then all the different toys yeah. that they Just have. Educational in general. Like- some, sometimes we're like, Oh gosh, we've had these toys for a long time. Do I need to like get them some new toys? And then I'm like, Nope, <laughs> they've got lots of toys. That <laughs> they spend care. more of their time during the day there and they <laughs> exactly. rotate that out all exactly. the time. Yeah. They have all sorts I of different it. stations. Um, Another thing kind of related to that, sometimes Chris and I will use childcare to go on day dates. I love it. Like we already have the childcare and so we'll take off vacation days from work so mm-hmm. that we can, uh, we actually have one coming up next week. I'm so excited. I love it. This is on, genius. On a Tuesday. Yep. And our kids are at daycare. Mm-hmm. You're paying are, for it either way. <laughs> yes. Yep. We are not at work and you can feel for a little like split second, like, oh, but if I'm taking off work and then it's like, nope. We need the time together. Absolutely. And it's awesome. Yeah. I approve wholeheartedly. (laughs) Not that you need it, but I do. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah. So those are two things. Let me, let me hear yours. Maybe I'll think of some others. All right. So for me, number one is alone time Uh or time with a babysitter. Mm -hmm. So kind of similar to the Mm -hmm. daycare. We don't really use formal daycare, although V goes to the same preschool as, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she just goes three mornings a week. Mm -hmm. I don't feel guilty about that. Mm -mm. I think it's fabulous for her, even though I'm home and could teach her those things. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She, I don't do nearly as much like early childhood education as I thought I would. Uh I don't feel guilty about that either. I'm mom now. It's okay. Uh Um, but we have a regular babysitter who comes four hours a week and Mm -hmm. then is kind of our date night person Mm -hmm. too. And I feel zero guilt about the time they spent, Mm -hmm. they they spend with her or the money I spend on it. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is worth every penny and more. And I'm already thinking about what to get said babysitter for a Christmas gift and Mm -hmm. bonus because (laughs) it's totally worth it. Um, and again, they get that other perspective. They bake mm-hmm. with her. They, yeah, they, they just because just she's being paid to just be, she doesn't have to take care of anything else in exactly. my house or do anything else. So right. she is just all about them for four mm-hmm. hours and doesn't have to stress about anything mm-hmm. else. And so they get that, which mm-hmm. is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think the alone time or couple time is always worth it and is yeah. actually just as much for my kids as it's for us mm-hmm. and important yes. for our family. So I never feel guilty about that. Um, I will not ever feel guilty about leaving them to go on a vacation. I can't mm-hmm. wait. I just can't do it yet, but I yes. cannot wait. Actually, I uh-huh. think that that even thinking about that in my own childhood was some of my best memories as a child mm-hmm. was staying oh, with grandma yeah. or whatever while mom and dad went on an anniversary trip. Yeah. And my parents were great about that and never, I, I just remember from a very early age knowing that mom and dad's relationship came first to mm-hmm. them, that they were their number I one and it always made me feel good. It never made me feel bad. Yeah. So. I just always try to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. I don't feel bad about having adult conversations while children play. I don't have a problem saying go play, Mm -hmm. especially they're getting to the age now where they truly can. And it's Mm -hmm. not like a safety concern. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And obviously keep an eye and whatever, (laughs) but I think it's perfectly fine to be like, you have all of these friends. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you to go do chores. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you to go play Um, because they will kind of get intense about your attention, especially with me home with them 24 seven. Right. Um, I need to be even a little stricter than mm-hmm. maybe like Jeremiah might need to be about just like, you know what, mm-hmm. mommy's working on this right now and I see you and I mm-hmm. love you and you're right there, but you can go play. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if I'm on the phone, we have a rule and they know already, like, unless you have a big emergency or something right. that you need my help with, you right. do not need my attention mm-hmm. right now. I will be done in a minute and, mm-hmm. you know, and they're learning that. So I don't feel bad about that. And mm-hmm. I think it's a good skill for them. Yeah. Um, and part of that, I guess, is I just don't feel bad about expressing my own desires and preferences mm-hmm. or telling them that something hurts if they're mm-hmm. elbowing me in the boob right, or, right. <laughs> you know, and it, kindly, obviously, but hey, that hurts when you do that, please don't. Right. Or telling them, like this afternoon, I told them they were singing Frozen <laughs> songs like on infinite loop, oh, literally boy. for probably Ooh. three hours. And they get to a point with it where they just like... They're not even paying attention to what they're doing or enjoying it. It's right. just like noise just for the like sake of stuck. noise. Uh-huh. And we talked about my problem with yes. unnecessary noise. So I let it go all afternoon and uh-huh. did not say anything. You let it go. I let it go. I <laughs> didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, but it came to be about four o'clock and I said, you know what? I love that you love that movie and I love that movie too. But mommy, that you've been singing frozen songs for a long time. So we're going to give them a break. I'm asking you to stop because that's bothering me now. And of course, Jay turned around and whisper sung the song right afterwards. So we had to have a talk about when mommy tells you it, I mean it. Right. But that's a two year old for you. But I don't, I didn't feel bad about it. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with them knowing that after four hours of frozen, one might be done with. No, that is a lot. And, and, you know, you mentioned like just about the unnecessary noise and, and I will have that in terms of like where to, you know, tamp down just like their Mm -hmm. free expression, like putting structure and restrictions on them. But if it's something that's bothering you, that shouldn't like, because it's not going to end well then anyways, then I'm going to be snippy or whatever. It's better for me to just be like honest. And we're, we're both sharing this space in this Mm -hmm. household. We need to be respectful Mm -hmm. of each other. Yeah. Like I don't feel bad about raising kids and putting limits on them accordingly so that I enjoy Mm -hmm. sharing a house with them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I I feel like I see a lot of parents that are like beaten down with like kids toys everywhere and Mm -hmm. like it's just hands up in the air like Mm -hmm. I oh well I can't Mm -hmm. do anything about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't I don't know I don't necessarily agree with that so that's what I don't feel bad about. So I wanted to ask and we kind of like touched on this a little bit but like you know we heard from just moms in so many different situations Mm -hmm. and talking about like 
different guilt that they feel in different situations. And I'm just wondering, like, what for you is the, like, the best advice or what helps the most for, hmm. for getting rid of guilt or, like, You know, I just off? really try to, because I think it is a largely cultural, mm-hmm. generational thing, I try to think of, like, a mom in a different situation. Yeah. Like, a mom somewhere in Africa trying to literally feed her kids mm-hmm. doing the best she can. Mm-hmm. And she is not worried about mm-hmm. the fact that she's not sitting down to watch a show with them yeah. and doing the dishes instead. Right. She's just not. Mm-hmm. And so like trying to think about that, like part of, I think our guilt is a, is from a position of privilege because we have time to actually think about these right. things instead of how to feed said children. Right. Yeah. So that for me is always kind of my like mm-hmm. reality check. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. If it's not true about this mom in this situation, then it's not true about me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to think that about yeah. myself, you yeah. know? So yeah. How about you? Yeah. I, well, first of all, I love that. I, 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 I do, I do agree. So many of us are so privileged mm-hmm. and, um, compared to, I think most people living in this country for people around the world. And so even the working home stay at working, yeah. you know, mom, stay at home, mm-hmm. mom conversation. Like yeah. there's just no option in many situations. Right. So right. exactly. Um, and so uh, for me, I think one of the biggest things has been kind of like you mentioned, but surrounding myself with, with supportive moms. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes for, I, I would say to any mom to have at least one supportive friend that's in your same situation, mm-hmm. that's a working mom or that's a stay at home mom, whatever, because there are, I just think certain aspects of those that then you'll be able to connect mm-hmm. on those aspects and be supported. And I think that's mm-hmm. really, really important. Um, and then just broader to, to find moms in all situations, but that are really supportive mm-hmm. because there are, yeah, some, some people just seem to like to, and I think it might come from a place of insecurity saying like, oh, Mm -hmm. I would never do that. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the only right way to do that. I've Mm -hmm. had just a few experiences where I kind of am sensing that from people. I think that if you're not feeling fulfilled and supported by a relationship mm-hmm. that that could kind of be a red flag that, Oh, just like maybe right now take taking yeah, some like step this stage back. of life that mm-hmm. may not be the best friendship yeah, for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. And I've seen that in, you know, on the flip side with other working moms, I've encountered that I felt like if I expressed anything like a, a doubt about working mm-hmm. or maybe one day I might like to stay at home that, mm-hmm. that they would judge that. Right. And like, so, no, you got to stay in the club. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, um, like almost, um, having kind of a more disparaging outlook towards stay at home moms. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it's just interesting. Yeah. You, you just, you find it every, every which way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think you're right, though. I think a lot of it is out of our own insecurities mm-hmm. and what we're feeling maybe we're struggling with. And so we just yeah. go on the defensive a little bit about it instead yeah. of being yeah. accepting and supportive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all right. So let's move on. All right. To obsessions. OK. What's your current obsession on a lighter note? Oh, man. Um, let's see. I was telling you before, I feel like I don't have a really super strong one. There are several things that I'm enjoying lately, but, um, I guess, I guess a more recent one, and this is kind of a fall related one. Mm -hmm. 
oh man, this is another Trader Joe's project. <laughs> it's product. okay. This it's is okay. so funny because I had something in mind, but then I was like, no, it's Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, this is I not even your it's original not even it. Oh my gosh, I am the worst. <laughs> but this is like it, less than being Trader Joe's. It's just, it's seasonal. It is their um, spicy chai mix. Actually, what I gave oh, you yeah, for yeah. holiday last year. Fantastic. That's kind of like a fall favorite of mine. Uh-huh. And it actually harkens back to my graduate school days in my lab um, my um, friend who was also in my lab, Angie, would always bring in this Trader Joe's, like Trader Joe's um, chai mix. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the first time I'd ever had it. And so it just kind of reminds me of falls in New England. Yeah. And now I stock it in my desk at work during the fall. So yeah, it's just kind of cozy, like, you know, around like two or something. Mm-hmm. I just need something warm mm-hmm. and cozy. So Trader Joe's is like, it's kind of an obsession breeder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It really is. It really is. And if you do the majority of your shopping there, like exactly. it's just it's, bound it's to inevitable. happen. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Just move somewhere where you have it's one. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, mine is fall related as well. Okay. And I don't remember if I mentioned this on the show or not, but even if I had, it's worth another mention. So I am obsessed. Like I would say to a hoarding oh. level <laughs> Okay. with cranberry splash ceramist. Oh, I have not heard of this. Oh man. That's because it is only out from like... And because you have all of it. Halloween till Christmas. And I'm telling you, it flies off the shelves. Really? It is so good. <laughs> I prefer the diet just because I like to drink large <laughs> quantities of it and don't really need okay, all so the extra sugar. Okay, fl- so what's the flavor it's like? Just, it's serum mist. Okay. But cranberry. But cranberry. But it is just... I don't know what it is, but it's so good and it's the most satisfying dark pink color. Oh, can you make it a cocktail? It tastes really with good it? with vodka. That was my other option. Oh, okay, we're going to need one of those next. Just time. those two things together, very good. I just have it on stock like for the entire time it's available. So when it's actually in the store, I buy like two or three, and I'm oh telling you, it flies off the shelves. <laughs> so Jeremiah always laughs at me. He's like, I see your stockpiling the cranberry serum is together. I'm like, yes, it's that I time am. of year. I'm like, no, babe, you don't understand how fast it goes. And it really does. But oh, so if you funny. have not tried it, you, you it does not disappoint, I promise. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Okay, so how about some neighborhood news? Okay. We shared a little something on Instagram that I'm sure yeah. people have seen. So yeah, now we you need sh- to tell the we full shared, story. We shared a little we shared a little teaser, so such she great, has her eyes closed, such great hands news. raised in a bit of a hallelujah. Just, I'm just telling you. I'm like channeling, I'm channeling the story right now. Okay. So <laughs> as you all know, I am very enthusiastic about the census. Gilbert, our town is currently doing a special census. Yes. And they're sending out representatives of the census to go individually to people's homes. And so I have been so hoping that the census would come by and it was just, it was just yesterday my lucky day um and so the that the census stepped by let me let me tell you the whole story so (laughs) (laughs) i had gone to work out i had gone to orange theory and you were off this was veterans day that's right it was veterans day okay and so i i come home i see that the family's out in the front like biking around and stuff 
And so I, you know, I get out and I'm saying hi to Chris and hey to the boys. And then Chris is like, oh, you'll be so excited to see who stopped by. And like, I don't know where she was standing, but like I turned around (laughs) and there is that bright green shirt that I know to be the color of the (laughs) census representatives. And I just, I don't even know what I did. you like tackle her? (laughs) Nearly. I was like, oh my God, you know, it's like this moment I have been waiting for. And like, suddenly (laughs) it's happening. You're like Will Ferrell and Elf, like Santa. (laughs) Yes. I know him. And I just, I think I was just like, oh, I've been so hoping that you would come by. And then, but then Chris is like, oh yeah, I already answered all the questions. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, what did you say? And I'm like, totally I'm like thunder. asking her, like kind of joking, but actually serious. Like, can I review his answers? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, you know, I was just telling her, you know, like, thank you so much for working for the census. <laughs> expressing my gratitude. Did you go like bake her cookies on the spot? <laughs> Nearly. Hold on just a second. <laughs> um, and then I did, you know. I was on the fence about this, but I just had to take the moment. You just got to do it. I was like, Chris, do you have your phone on you? I got to get a picture. (laughs) And she was kind of like, oh, a picture with me? And I'm like, yeah, I've been so excited about the census. And and so she saw that I was so excited. So she's like, I got to give you this. And she gave me the, you know, one of those flyers that I like have in my photo. Um, And she was so sweet. And she was like talking to the boys and everything. It was just I mean, just like the cutest like oh, little grandmotherly cutest, looking the lady. The cutest sensitive representative <laughs> there ever has been. But it gets even better. So, <laughs> you know, I, we like sent her on her merry way yeah. and had like such a great, you know, positive encounter. And then Chris, <laughs> Chris was telling me. Um, so before I got home, this is how everything had happened. So Chris was watching the boys on his own. We were getting part of our block wall um, worked on. So we had a, a mason here, like doing mm-hmm. some work. Um, she showed up, the the census um, woman showed up at the door and, you know, Dash is running around being his crazy self <laughs> and Cedric was being pretty fussy yesterday. So Chris was holding him Mm -hmm. and, and he's trying to talk to the woman from the census. Well, then the Mason is done and he needs Chris to come look at the wall (laughs) and like, you know, finish up and Chris needs to write him a check and pay him. And so he's kind of like, uh, like so much is going on. So he goes to the census woman. He says, can you come inside for a minute and watch my child? (laughs) while I go talk to the, this Mason. And so she came in and babysat momentarily for us. It was officially babysitting. I could not believe it. I mean, she was so sweet. She was definitely just like this grandmotherly yes, type. Totally. She identified herself as she like called herself this old woman from Brooklyn. Oh but my so gosh. I was just like, dying that he <laughs> like thought to do that and then, then she was like okay He's like, sure. here hold my baby <laughs> yeah and so he said that when chris like you know he was just around the corner like on the side of the house for two minutes and then came back that dash was in full-on showing off mode like Aww. you know rolling around on the ground <laughs> and making her crack up and showing all his toys and just like putting on the full <laughs> he loved you know, the yes, worker the as full show pony did. um so anyway it's just it could not have been Except for if I had been here initially and gotten to answer the questions, which I am pretty bummed about. Yeah, but that is a little sad. A little, a little bummed, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that Chris answered correctly. So, That's amazing. Uh, um, it was a pretty, as I'm calling it, 
ideal census encounter. Well, it is so funny that you mentioned this because <laughs> this is a good segue into my neighborhood news. Okay. So today I took the girls to the library uh-huh. for story time. And as we were walking in, before I got your picture uh-huh. about what had occurred with the yes. census lady, I saw somebody with a briefcase with the census label <gasps> on it. Yes. And I was just like, what would Kelsey do? <laughs> Like, I think she would go up to him and, like, <laughs> insist on taking the census yes. at the moment. So it's just kind of funny because I thought of you. That's so funny. And then I just, this is not nearly as positive <laughs> of a story. But, okay, so I took the girls to library story time. All right. First of all, you have to get tickets. So there's, okay. you know, there's, it's in a separate room of the library. Right. So they give out so many quote-unquote tickets, uh-huh. but there's just someone handing it out to families that are around. It was right. packed, Okay, number one. Okay. They were already out of tickets five minutes after the library opened. Oh, my gosh. And I had told the girls this is what we're doing. So I'm like, okay, well, they like the library. So there's another one at 11. Okay. Hung around for that. I had extra snacks. We were good. Right. Um, as I'm gracefully walking away from the woman that's saying, like, I'm, oh, I'm really sorry. There's one at 11. We'll give out tickets starting uh-huh. 15 minutes before. Like, you know, and I'm just like, oh, no, no, no problem. Right. And telling my two and four year old, hey, it's not our turn. Mm-hmm. There's so many friends. And they're just like, OK. Right. Two family, not one, but <gasps> two families badgered said library worker into what? letting them into the story time. Oh my gosh. After they saw me that walk is away. That not good library etiquette. They were standing behind me and saw me walk away and saw a couple other families get turned away. So oh my gosh. the one is just like, I mean, you won't just let me in. I just what? had a newborn. I tried my hardest to get here on time and I'm just like... <laughs> Are you joking? And I turn around and she's just like, no, it's full and trying her best to be right. like polite, yeah. but also insistent. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. rules are rules and right. it's library story time. Let's get yeah. a grip. Yeah. They like made her feel so bad that she let them oh in. My goodness. And then another family did the same thing. Like no, no newborn story, but it was something else about like, we have this at 11 and blah, blah, blah. Like it's her fault that the story right, time right. is full. So I'm already like, just feeling pretty disgusted right. with all of society at that point. Because if you have to, like, if my two and four-year-old can understand right. that it's not our turn. Get turned away from story yeah. time. So already feeling quite, <laughs> quite frustrated. Yes. And we're there later than I want to be. I wanted to be home in time for lunch, whatever. But uh-huh. we just were committed at that point. So we get our tickets for the second show. And they have little carpet squares set out for children to sit on. And mm-hmm. we sit in the back mm-hmm. because I, I wanted to sit by them, but I sat behind right. them. So that I was not blocking anybody's view. Right. Other moms plopped their children in front of mine and then sat directly in front of my two-year-old. Uh, oh my god. So there was no possible way she could see. Oh my goodness. And she luck I was just about to say something, uh-huh. but she wanted to sit in my lap anyway, so she could she gotcha. would have been able to see them. So it really wasn't worth it. So there was these moms in front of me, uh-huh. other moms behind me talking through the entire thing. Oh my god. With their children sitting like three rows ahead. One of them wearing an Iron Man costume because he's apparently too much of a ruffian to put on pants. Right. (laughs) Running back and forth to get a snack at a time, like a cracker at a time, a grape at a time, talking in regular talking voice while the story lady is trying to do her thing. Mom, I want a cracker. Cooper wants a cracker too. And they're just and carrying on a conversation. And I did turn around and give a look, but it was just like, Right. At this point, I'm just frustrated <laughs> with all of life. That's I mean, right. That's so right. we stayed for two stories. The story time was falling apart because oh all of gosh. these parents were so rude. It was not. I mean, it was really just so rude. Just not. Pin, and I'm like, just, what is the point? Just of not trying at all. Because I have been before, and you know, some kids are going right. to be 
a little bit more rambunctious, but you know, at, but at least you can see the parents making an effort. And then if it, like that's a good teachable moment, like we sit down and right, we listen. They're right, trying to read us right. a story. And then if it if it like keeps mm-hmm. on going, then like okay, story time's not for us today, right? Because other people are trying yeah. to enjoy it. And they even do a little like service announcement like that at the beginning, mm-hmm. like just so you know, we understand right. they're little, oh and if they get antsy. It was so, and oh. so like by this point in time, I'm just like so irritated <laughs> with the whole library. I'm like, pick one book and then we're leaving. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyways, it was that not is, a good moment for Gilbert, so Gilbert Public Library. Oh, I am sorry, friend. <laughs> sorry. I think I definitely admittedly go into the library with much more cynicism than you do. <laughs> So I could I be just, bringing this I upon myself. I just go in and I'm like, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> totally. The civic institution. I'm like, never again. <laughs> and I was even talking crap to, to V afterwards. Like, she's just like, we, I couldn't hear that story about oh. me. I was like, oh, yes, you couldn't because some, some kids and even some moms were not being good listeners. <laughs> just like using it as a teachable uh-huh. moment. So. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. Uh, thank you so much for listening if you love the show we would love it if you'd leave us an itunes review or star rating oh yeah we love that you have so many of you have and we so appreciate it the more people post about the show on itunes the easier it is for others to find and find the show join us it's not just because we like to hear good things about ourselves i promise (laughs) Um, and tell us what you think about mom guilt, yeah. uh, weigh in on the book club. If you haven't from mm-hmm. two weeks ago, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash girl next door podcast, Twitter and Instagram. We are high girls next door or send us an email at high girls next door at gmail.com. And you can always leave a comment on our blog, girl next where we will also link to anything we've mentioned in the show notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And if you happen to be do, doing any Black Friday shopping on Amazon, or then what is it like the Cyber Monday? Yeah. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Remember that there is a quick and easy way to help the show by grabbing our affiliate Amazon link from our website and shopping at Amazon just as usual. The show gets a small percentage of whatever you buy. And that is actually a huge help. You know, we're hoping to maybe in the next year, maybe upgrade some of our equipment a little bit Mm -hmm. and like kind of exploring some other fun stuff that we can do with the show. So thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much for dropping in. Till next time, be neighborly. Way to go, Dre. Good job, mamas. (laughs) Mom guilt. Bam.